Welcome to the Husband Material Podcast, where we help Christian men quit pornography. So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship. My name is Drew Boa, and I'm here to show you how. Let's go. Today, we are talking about freedom. I'm going to tell you my story about how God brought me healing and freedom from pornography, from my unwanted sexual behavior, and not just freedom from the behavior, but actually freedom from the battle itself. This is what gets me really excited. Yes, my friends, it is possible to experience freedom, not just from using pornography and masturbating, but from the struggle, from feeling the need to control my sexuality, to repress it all the time. No, there's a way to get to a point where your sexuality and your desires and your urges, they don't bother you anymore. And you know how to manage them. You know how to care for yourself in a way that's healthy and holy. So God has given me this amazing journey with lots of ins and outs and ups and downs. And today I want to share it with you, not because it's the magic formula for freedom or because it's the recipe for redemption, but because I want you to listen. I want you to listen to my story and hear patterns, patterns that you might connect with in your story. And while there's no such thing as a magic pill for freedom from porn, there are patterns you can learn from. And over the next few months, we are going to be featuring here on Husband Material stories of men who are inspiring in their quest to quit pornography, whether that quest is complete or still in process. So I'm going to start by telling you my story. And yes, there is a very long version a 50-page version, which I wrote out one time, I'm going to give you a condensed version. And it all starts with my family, with my childhood. And your story does too. So when I was a kid, my family moved around a lot. We lived in Atlanta, Georgia, Puerto Rico, Mexico City, Dallas, Texas, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, back to Dallas, Texas, before I went to college. At Wheaton, Illinois, and then now I live in Santa Barbara, California. So I've lived a lot of places. And when I was growing up in the Spanish-speaking countries, I never felt like I fit in. I always felt like I was on the outside. But when we got to Canada, which is where my dad's family is from, I felt like an insider. I had friends. I was playing sports. I was doing well in school. I loved it. And when we moved back to Texas, my life fell apart. I spent a lot of time alone in my room, on the computer. And that's when porn and masturbation began to take a hold. In Texas, I was going from a small, private, all-boys prep school in Canada to a huge co-ed public school in Texas, which felt like a football factory. And I had very few friends, and hockey wasn't the same. A lot of things weren't the same. And I retreated. I escaped. In terms of fight or flight, I went into flight and I played a lot of video games. I spent a lot of time on the internet and I couldn't stand it. I felt like I was in exile. So that is the beginning of where all this happened. And when I first discovered masturbation, I didn't feel comfortable enough to ask my parents about it. So I asked my aunt and she told me it was okay as long as I didn't do it too much. Well, I decided to allow myself to 
masturbate and watch porn. And I did it a lot. I did it up to seven times in one day was my record. And then when I got to high school, my parents helped me make the decision to transfer to a private Christian school. And this is where my life began to change. I encountered Jesus in a new way. I entered a church community and a youth group for the first time. And I was getting really excited about my faith. This is when I became discontent with my sexual behavior. And I tried to stop masturbating and I couldn't. And this scared me so badly. I thought, do I have a sexual addiction? What's wrong with me? So when I got to college and I found out there were these lust-free living groups with some other freshmen and sophomores, I decided to join one. And these groups were so helpful for me. I began to tell other people my story. I began to feel safe in talking about my sexuality with others and experiencing what it's like to open up about my deepest, darkest secrets and have them be received and discover that those things didn't disqualify me from being loved. So groups had a huge effect on me. I began leading groups, and I did a horrible job of leading my first group, which is part of why I have a passion for leading men to freedom from porn. But another thing that happened as I started leading groups is I started being more vulnerable. And I told the other guys in my groups about my sexual fantasies, my sexual fetish, actually, that I had had ever since I was 13, and that moved to Texas was so traumatic. Well, I didn't know it at that time, but that level of vulnerability gave me more and more freedom. And it felt like every time I told my story, more healing would come. And every time I reached out to one of my friends, one of my allies, prayer partners, that I would encounter God in a special way. And so I experienced a lot of freedom from my behavior in college. Then when I graduated college, I lost my entire support system. My friends were gone. I wasn't in a group anymore. I wasn't going through workbooks. I lost all my momentum. My spiritual life had slowed to a trickle. And at the same time, I was leading a network of 200 students, men and women at Wheaton College, going through a process of freedom from porn. I was even writing a book about it at the time. And when all these things came together, feeling pressure in leadership, a lack of connection, I relapsed. I had my biggest relapse in fall of 2014 when I thought I was becoming an expert. And it turns out I needed a lot more healing. Shortly after that time and that relapse, I met Rebecca. And Rebecca was different than all the other girls who I had been interested in before. Growing up through high school, even through college, I got rejected again and again. And it felt like the girls that I liked never liked me back. When I did get into a college relationship, it was emotionally abusive and scarring. Actually, she broke up with me over email on Christmas morning. So I had had a lot of sorrow and discouragement in dating. When I dated Rebecca, things were different and I fell in love with her. And she eventually fell in love with me too. So we were dating. We eventually went into pre-engagement counseling. And that's when we had the hardest conversation of my life. The couple who was counseling us told us we needed to have a conversation where we got brutally honest with each other about our flaws, about the reasons why the other person might not want to marry us. So I knew what I had to tell Rebecca and I didn't want to say it. My stomach tightened up. I couldn't breathe. I was just staring at the carpet. I was in her apartment. This was fall 2015 and 
I had to look her in the eyes and tell her that I wasn't as free from porn as she thought. Here I was, director of the ministry, writing a book, and I had actually had a very significant recent relapse. And she looked at me in that moment and loved me, accepted me, embraced me. And I knew in that moment that from that point on, when I say I do, if I'm going to marry this woman, I need to be 100% sure that I am completely free from porn, that it's in the past. So when I got engaged, I went into something that I call immersion. I took every course I could take. I started my own group and gathered a bunch of guys around me who were there for me when I needed them. I flew across the country to do training with the Institute for Sexual Wholeness. I read every book I could get my hands on. I watched every video. And that's when I had my breakthrough. I was watching an interview with Patrick Carnes, which I'll provide a link for in the notes for this episode, where he talked about how your sexual development can be stunted. And I felt like he was talking about me when I was 13 years old, when we moved to Texas from Toronto, that's when my sexual development got stunted. And that's why I had a sexual fetish. That's why my arousal template, all my attractions were towards something that I hated and that had so much power over me when I was trying to quit porn. Well, once I could name the ways that I was wounded specifically with my parents with my peers and begin to process that deeper level of healing. It was like porn, this pacifier that had stunted my sexual development, no longer held any appeal. And of course, I still needed structures in place. I still needed systems to keep me on the path of progress and momentum. But my sexual fantasies finally made sense. And my self-hatred was broken the gospel sank in at this deep level that God had created those sexual desires that I was so ashamed of. And the reason why they were twisted was from trauma and sin. And he created those desires. He redeems those desires. I don't need to repress my sexual desires. And on the other hand, I also don't need to just release them. I can be a Christ-like sexual human being even in my fantasies and my desires, and accept them as part of who I am. So that was a huge breakthrough for me. Going through that immersion process, going deeper into my fantasies and my family of origin, brought me to a level of freedom. And so on June 5th, 2016, when I married Rebecca and took my wedding vows, both she and I had complete and utter confidence that I could really keep them and that porn was a thing of the past. So I eventually did get that book published. It's called Redeemed Sexuality. You can find a link to it in the show notes. And I started a ministry called Husband Material, wanting to help Christian men quit porn so they can save their marriages before they start, because that was my story. That's what God did for me. And for the last two years, that's what I've been doing through one-on-one coaching, helping Christian men just like me change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship. So that's what Husband Material is all about. And if you continue to listen to this podcast, you will begin to hear some of the stories of the men who I know or who have been my clients who have achieved incredible success in freedom from porn. Every story is different. My story is different. Your story is different. 
and yet there are these patterns that can continue to sharpen us and point us towards healing. So stick around. And if you would like to tell me a bit of your story, I would love to hear it. You can apply for a free private coaching session with me at www.drewboa.com. Always remember, you are God's beloved son, and in you, he is well-pleased.